This is Thoughts on the Table by DisgracesOnTheMenu.com. Hello and welcome back to Thoughts on the Table, the audio blog on food and food culture. Paolo here, your host again. And today I have a returning guest. With us today, Valeria and Benedetta, back from local aromas. Hi, Benedetta and Valeria. Hi, thank you so much. It's wonderful to be back. Fantastic to have you back. Today, obviously, special episode. This is the season. We will be talking about Valeria and Benedetta's advent calendar 2020, which, of course, you know, it's late. You probably should have gotten this you know, a couple of weeks ago. I know, but yeah, it's my fault. But really, this calendar is more of a, an excuse to deliver a collection of 24 beautiful recipes. Recipes that are festive and really for Christmas, but also for other holidays. Uh, curated by, by Valeria and Benedetta with the help of nine food ambassadors uh, around the world who have done a fantastic job putting these uh, together for you. So, again, congratulations on this project. Super Thank nice you. to see. As always, um, I'm watching it right now. Great images and, uh, and, and really, really interesting recipes. Uh, I think what I would like to ask you first is, um, where did this idea uh, of a calendar of recipes come from? And how did you get to choose these ambassadors? How does that happen? Well, you should know that between the two, I am the one who comes up with the most awkward ideas. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, <laughs> and but but you know, my sister always uh, happily joins and trusts. So I love advent calendars. They're like they just like it's a very child, you know, thing that I that I do in um, every year. And so before you know, before this pandemic, we decided to actually create a physical advent calendar this year where we would like choose very specific local ingredients and put in each little drawer but you know you have to get creative when you are faced with challenge and said and so I said you know what we're still going to do it but we're going to be doing it online because I want to give everybody an advent calendar even more so this year because they weren't able to come to Italy right so um we thought about how can we deliver great content and we reached out to some very special women because I must say that everyone except just our wine sommelier this is an all-woman project so we reached out to international food bloggers and they're also um, cookbook authors as well as our local aromas chefs and we asked them could you please give us four traditional Christmas recipes regional recipes from Italy and it was beautiful because they shared some recipes, some are family recipes, mm -hmm. some are such local recipes that we had never even heard of. Right. <laughs> True. So, you know, and so it goes from appetizer to first course, main course, desserts, and our wine sommelier, Eric, mm -hmm. he went and he paired an Italian wine to each dish, explaining why. So you, the advent calendar is 24 different Christmas traditional Italian recipes paired 
to 24 different Italian wines. Nice. You get this curated experience uh, packaged into one of your courses, because really you you get access to this by purchasing a course. Uh, and uh, as such, it comes with all the, the bells and whistles. Is uh, easy to access. You can track your progress. You can download and print out the, the recipes. So it's really... Um, something special that also is a great present, obviously, um, for Christmas. I would like to talk a little bit about the ambassadors themselves, because I think that's one thing that makes it uh, stand out as uh, something that, um, you know, you're doing for the first time. Normally, you feature your own content. Obviously, you're, uh, you know, pastry chefs and, and uh, culinary experts, sommeliers. But now you're reaching out to some ambassadors and you're choosing Italians, women, in this case, who are stationed abroad, who live abroad, uh, or move to Italy uh, from abroad, and they are giving their take on this to make it special. So, yeah, let's talk about them a little bit. But we 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 believe in partnerships. We believe in teamwork because uh, you know it's wonderful to be able to work together, share ideas, and work on different projects. Mm-hmm. But before talking about our ambassadors, I really wanted to to give a shout out to our incredible chefs. I mean, between between our, our you know our mom, who is also one of our chefs, and uh, Carla and Cristina, they really really uh, have put so much passion in sharing their personal Christmas recipes, stuff that they actually do at home. Mm-hmm. And, and so be- they are they are part of our ambassadors, of our local ambassadors, because they are all very very Italian. <laughs> we reached out. To, we, we, we chose four other ambassadors mm-hmm. that are international food bloggers and authors. And the way we chose them, well, first of all, because we really connected with them in a way or another. So we chose um, Maria Pasquale. She, in her industry, she is a name. She writes in Forbes and CNN, and she is publishing her second book. So her first book is on Roman cuisine. So we were able to choose four of her recipes and, and use them in her calendar. Mm-hmm. Then we have an Italian-Canadian, Pina Bresciani, that has an amazing food blog. And yeah. we just loved her style. And, and so she shared four of her recipes. We have an Italian who has a blog in English. She writes in English, Fiorenza. She has a blog called My Pinch of Italy. And so she shared very, very regional recipes fantastic and then jackie from the pasta project she is actually english and she's been living in italy for over 20 years and she just published a book about pasta seasonal dishes so her very first book now that we also shared on our on our um, social media is about winter dishes with pasta so it's people that are very we liked it because we were were touching different angles of the world but we were all connected in a way or another with you know passion towards um italy's culinary traditions excellent excellent fantastic yeah thanks for introducing us to to these professionals uh i knew some of them i knew pina bresciani she's actually been a guest in the podcast uh, a long time ago now she needs to come back and uh, and really like uh, what she does, obviously, uh, amazing photography as well. And uh, yes. but I didn't know the other three, so I will now 
uh, reach out because um, always interesting to see that. So again, awesome uh, idea to involve these bloggers and authors uh, to kind of complement your your uh, your arsenary of uh, of creators. And uh, again, you mentioned collaboration. I noticed that because. We are collaborating, and it's been has been wonderful. So I know you've, you're very active uh, socially and uh, in creating collaborations, which is a lot of work, but it's so rewarding. Yes. You cannot unite all the people with the same passion uh, by doing that. So that's that's really good to see. Let's uh, dig in a little bit. Uh, I don't want to reveal too much because you know I still want people to purchase this. But uh, let's talk about some of the recipes, if if it's okay. Uh, <laughs> so yes um i just would like to ask each of you and we haven't really prepared this episode so that you know no. um to tell me your favorite one Ooh. of those 24 hmm. and why i give a bit of time to think no i know exactly what i'm gonna say <laughs> I okay have my favorite one go for it so i have some more time to think go <laughs> no, no, uh, this is a recipe of 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 uh, Mama Juliana of our mother. Mm -hmm. And she does this pate that has been passed down by our great grandmother. So it's been in the family for years and years and years. And it's something that we all like run to the table as soon as they take it out on the 25th of December. I don't know why we only eat it on the 25th. (laughs) But it's just heartwarming. And and I remember my, our our grandmother would, you know, it was her thing and it was just uh, it is delicious. I personally love it. And uh, that's my favorite, favorite recipe of them all. Because it's just, you know, brings back childhood memories. Of course, of course. I remember pate. I don't eat meat anymore. I should say that. I'd say that all the time. It used to be um, one of my favorite though for, for Christmas. And you're right. It's one of those things. And for some reason, because, it, yes, because it's precious, expensive, uh, you, only, you only get it uh, for special mm-hmm. occasions. Yeah, that's a family tradition. And, um, well, my recipe is the fact that I just love the fact that I can, I would be able, because I've never made it, learn from scratch how to make tortellini from mm. our chef Carla. Right. That is something, you know, before, sometimes before doing a dish, you know, getting into the kitchen and doing it, you're just like, oh my gosh. That is going to be so complicated. But then as you do it, and when you finish, you're like, that's it. It was that simple. I waited like my entire life. <laughs> I was freaked out to do it. And and so I'm I'm excited that I actually have the, the recipe from, you know, starting from scratch, from the filling to the pasta. And then Carla, she prepared these short videos to actually see exactly the movement of the hand when you close them. Because I personally lack that knowledge. Of course. And uh, I was actually talking about this with Tina Prestia a couple of uh, episodes back. Um, obviously, she's based in Bologna. So tortellini is very oh, much wow. one of her things. And uh, she's saying, you know, the pasta, you can master that. Um, the filling is actually quite easy. But uh, it's the, the putting it together. And there's only one way to learn it is to see somebody uh, do it in front of you. And now, you know, with videos, you, you can certainly uh, get close to that. So yeah, I actually quite tempted to to try myself. Like you, Valeria, I was intimidated. I am intimidated uh, by by tortellini. Something that 
I don't think I would have the uh, dexterity. And um, she was saying that uh, the, the the feeling pretty much melts in your hands if you're not fast. Yeah. And uh, you just uh, you make a mess. I mean, you can't make them very well. So, yeah. But they make it, Carla makes it so simple, you know, mm. when, because, well, of course, that is part of her childhood tradition. She would make that recipe also because for each recipe there is a story which we tell which the author tells right. about why that why they chose that recipe why that recipe is meaningful for them so Cara was saying how she she is from the southern part of Italy close to Salerno mm-hmm. and if there they're very I mean incredibly famous for <laughs> uh, tortellini you would think that it's only in Bologna but it's also part of the southern part of Italy as, as in tradition and so she would wake up Um, very early on Christmas Day, and all her family would spend hours in the kitchen. But the good thing about this, the way we designed the course, this and all of the courses, is that when you have the video, you can watch it, and then you can rewatch it, and then you can rewatch it until you get it right. Mm -hmm. You have all the time, you know, to make mistakes, to mess up, and then to redo it with no rush, because it's just you and the video. Of course, of course, that's the advantage and really it lends itself to a course, really. Recipes are uh, very much something like that. Um, Benedetta, do you want to add something? No, I was saying that on our pasta course, when I, uh, on the pasta course, I remember one of the lessons that really freaked me out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm never gonna, you know, when we created it during pandemic, was was the orecchiette. Mm -hmm. Because you have to see how people, you know, the way that the knife is slanted of, of certain degrees, it was, but then after you master it once, twice now, because I learned to make orikit and I love orikit and they're so good because, you know, you just have two ingredients. Sometimes I prepare the dough and I sit in front and I watch a movie like those old ladies in Puya and just automatically <laughs> <laughs> and Oh yeah, fun. I know. It's so satisfying yeah. and. And it's so satisfying because yeah. once you know how to do it, it's so easy. It's mechanical, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's and me- it gets your head off of things. Yeah, meditation. I think, yes, I think Please. you know Italian ladies had to do that not because they love pasta, because of their husbands. They had to <laughs> find a way to de-stress. <laughs> yeah, really cool. Um, there's one recipe that is particularly interesting to me because it's not something that I knew when I was in Italy. Not because it's not an Italian thing, but because abroad it gets taken out of context. That is, as you may have guessed, the minestra maritata, which turns into the Italian wedding soup uh, and uh, uh, confuses everyone. Say, why would Italian have a soup at weddings? Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they were fancy. You know, why why do you need soup? Soup, by the way, can be very fancy and I would be very happy to have it at a wedding. But but I think... uh, it's all a mistranslation, really, of what maritata means, uh, right? Do you want to talk about that one a little bit? Yeah, well, it's funny because I, I was searching and I honestly did not know that See? it was part of a Christmas tradition and it's from the south, from Puglia. Mm-hmm. And actually, as you were saying, the, the wedding soup was translated in an improper way in English, but because it was just meant to explain how the ingredients were just perfectly well matched and so they were perfectly married together yes and so it's funny how it is not famous in italy 
No, not at all. It's famous worldwide. In Italy, it's just a soup. And it's a soup from the south of Italy, which I don't have minestra maritata in Rome. Yeah, and maritata means married. It's nothing to do with a wedding. It's not the ceremony. <laughs> it's the state of being together. So I guess it's just a mistranslation, really. Uh, but yeah, it's so, so interesting to see. And I came across this at um, uh, in an Italian restaurant. They were having a Christmas menu. And Italian wedding soup was on the menu, just like the Feast of the Seven Fishes, which is another I thing. I know, that, that is a big thing. It is. I have so many Facebook groups for, yeah. for cuisine and everybody's like, how do you make your wedding soup? I'm like, <laughs> we don't have what? soups at wedding. <laughs> and they're like, yes. I'm like, I've never heard of a wedding soup. And I went to see, and it's fascinating, you know, it's it's served on you know, Vintisei and it's been... But it was just so funny. Everybody talks about the wedding soup, but each each part of the states has their own particular way of making the wedding soup. And uh, when she shared this recipe, it was like, wow. Yes. Yeah, we need to include this. Oh, it is a thing. It is a thing. Again, it's still an Italian recipe. It's absolutely one from the south of Italy. Uh, The only thing that is not really Italian is the way it's been translated and and used uh, necessarily for for Christmas. That's a little bit of a mystery to me. I think they have it every day, not really for Christmas. But but, but yeah, but it has become a Christmas tradition for sure. Fantastic. All right. So, okay. um, I want to continue to pick some some recipes almost randomly uh, here on on the advent calendar one of them that uh, my clicking stopped on is another of my favorites and uh, an absolute classic in my family insalata russa russian salad which you know really what why is this recipe uh, in the calendar at all why do you have it for christmas what's going on there well, my sister always has it for Christmas because yeah. her mother-in-law makes the best insalata russa ever, ever, ever. And, and I thought I didn't like it because, you know, when you have things that are not done the traditional way, yeah. it was just a little... Again, it's one of those the stories that um, apparently it was created by a Russian chef, but in Italy, it is part of the tradition it's a regional tradition and it is it's one of those rich rich dishes that at least for instance i have it on christmas eve and christmas eve in italy mm-hmm. is a fish based dinner yeah in some in some regions yeah i wouldn't say everywhere but yeah that's uh, quite common to try and have uh, like a lighter <laughs> start to this right but you don't traditionally you don't have meat you that, know for religious why, yeah. Yeah, for religious yeah. reasons, because, you know, and so the insalata russa, which is, you know, it has mayonnaise, potatoes, peas. It's very rich. It's a very comforting dish. Mm-hmm. Totally, it, totally. it sort of perfectly balances the fake light dinner because it's not light, <laughs> but it's perfect. It's just perfect. And it's very festive looking. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's fascinating how each... There's so much attention to the recipe that each single ingredient is is prepared on itself because it has to reach that perfect level of of al dente of mm-hmm. Frenchness that, is, cooking, uh, yeah. that makes everything perfectly balanced out. Yeah, it's very decadent side to um, 
to a meat course, but is mainly an appetizer uh, served with a collection of other appetizers. Um, typically, in my family, we would have uh, things from smoked salmon to, um, I don't know, vitel toné, which is uh, veal with tuna, which is another thing which is quite strange. I was talking about it as well with Marzia Molatore, who features her uh, tuna with veal in her cookbook. This just came out. So again, something like that. Plus you had some cold cuts. It's really a rich type of appetizer selection that will already completely satiate you and <laughs> prepare you for what is going to be a very long day. So there you go. But yeah, Salata Luz is one of my favorite. My mom used to make uh, the mayonnaise herself uh, and she was proud of, uh, of doing that, which is a little bit challenging. You know, the mayonnaise could go crazy, as we say. It could separate. And uh, so it requires a little bit of technique to make it. Uh, but then, you know, it makes it a particularly delicious, eggy, and um, yeah, I don't know, there's more flavor, more richness to it than the one that you buy in a jar. And uh, and again, you're right, the vegetables, even though these are like soup vegetables, you know, carrots, uh, peas, and really uh, potatoes. But uh, they need to be cooked to the point where they have a little bit still a bite. And uh, the whole thing together is delicious, served fresh, obviously, a refrigerated, a very refreshing uh, start to the meal. Awesome. Exactly. All right. So, yes, let's do one more. Yeah, I want to talk about one more before we move on. I'm going to just go randomly and clicking around. Oh, of course. We mentioned salmon. What about salmon mousse? Wonderful. What do I say about that one? I love salmon mousse. I mean, I just, I'm more into savory things. Salmon mousse is something that can really turn out it's one of those dishes that is done in a particular way, can be tasty, rich, you know, on a toasted bread. It's a perfect appetizer on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. The particular recipe that we have here is a recipe that uh, our chef prepares in her house every single Christmas. She does this two-colored salmon mousse, and um, it's layered and set in a particular way. So it's also beautifully looking. And yes. it's got various, various layers. So you have ricotta cheese, and you have the salmon, and then she puts the basil and there's a contrast of flavors and because uh, we, you know, we obviously had to test to make sure that the recipe was good. <laughs> you know, you sacrifice yourself for, I know. for the project and it was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. And it's nice because it has two different colors and it's wrapped around smoked salmon. And um, it's always nice. Like uh, mousses, just like the pâtés that we use in our family tradition. Those are something that are always part of a Christmas meal appetizer yeah yeah it seems to be a yeah the creams it's just to make it uh, especially fancy especially delicate and refined and uh, appealing you know pleasing and absolutely because it's things that you make ahead of time and you right. wait and these this is important too you know you can't be you know you have people you just can't be so this is all things that you prepare ahead of time perfectly in the fridge they cool down they firm up and they're poof, ready so you ready can really go. get fun. Right, absolutely. Excellent. Uh, Well, thanks so much for, you know, I just want to give a little teaser on this. Of course, uh, the calendar is there and uh, it's amazing. Do you want to talk a little bit about what's coming up in the new year? So this is just the beginning, uh, is it right? So this is like a theme, a thematic uh, collection of recipes uh, in the format of a course, but it's not going to end with Christmas. Oh, no, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning because... This project just, you know, you always have to think outside the box. And this project just gave us the opportunity to, to really 
think way outside of the box. And we decided all 2021 is planned out and we're going to have themed mini uh, courses, very particular. Uh, now I'm not going to get into every mm-hmm. single one of them, but be ready for some very, we're going to have collaborations too. In February, we're working on this very spicy Valentine's Day menu. Nice. Uh, 10 recipes and we're working on that. Everything is going to have pictures and videos and it's going to be incredible. Fantastic. Essentially throughout all 2021, you will see and learn about Italian, traditional Italian cuisine in a very unique perspective. So we're going to really pointing the flashlight into specific things or even traditional or maybe with a twist, especially when we do collaborations. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun year. I mean, really, we have everything planned out. (laughs) Fantastic. But what we can say is what is going to come out in January, because we were missing a very important part in our in our courses. You know, now we have eight different courses in our online cooking school Mm -hmm. and we were missing desserts. So it's going to be breakfast and desserts. Fantastic. And and it's I'm working on it. And I'm halfway through and it's it's coming out. It's really fun. It's actually really fun to write these courses because I'm actually, well, Betty hasn't seen what I've done yet, but I'm giving away so many bonus recipes. So instead of like having 10 recipes, now we're having like 15 because it's just like I have to show, you know, as a pastry chef, I just have to let you know that with this recipe, you could turn it into something else. And then with this other ingredient, you can just transform it into this. So with one recipe, you can make like 10 different dishes. And so it's all about, you know, very traditional but everything home-makeable, Italian awesome. pastry and breakfast. Even how you make, well, I won't tell you anything. But we'll start from the coffee. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Yeah, so so looking forward to this. That's awesome. Yeah, really, thanks so much for what you do. Uh, you are, uh, you know, an ambassador yourself, of course, of Italian food in the world. And uh, uh, I think by curating these experiences, you have completely uh, won the battle that everybody's been fighting this year, uh, how to, to continue uh, in a pandemic. And you've taken advantage of the technology and you've been able to reach even more people by, by doing that and touch them again in a very fun and accessible way, which I think what uh, really stands out of everything you do. So wonderful work as always. Oh boy. And you know, the culture, the wine pairings, all the, the complexity that goes into these things made accessible. There's really all that is about here. Great, we great love, stuff. We love what we do. I mean, we have fun. We just love sharing and the feedback and, and, you know, we're making people happy and people are like, oh, I haven't had this recipe, my grandmother. And it's just so bonding with, and this is just, so, it's a way to connect people literally from all over the world under one yes. yeah. thing. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. It is. And, you know, it has to be dual. It has to be accessible and doable from, of course, for everybody, anyone. So, again, you know, we said it probably in, in the previous podcast, but we start from a very low common denominator, which is our dad. You have to <laughs> make it easy for everybody and right. fun. You know, it's fun because it's not yeah. always about just cooking and you have to get it perfect. You have to get it nice and have a lot of fun in the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, thanks so much uh, for taking me through this and uh, and coming back on the show. Uh, and I'm sure I'll, I'll see you soon in the, in the new year uh, with more projects. Absolutely. Thank you for having us again, Paolo. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Paolo. It's been a great pleasure getting to know you better and more and more. Uh, you're wonderful to work with, and uh, I'm so privileged to be part of your team. I feel uh, <laughs> that's great. Um, though I should say. This is not a paid advertisement. I'm doing this, you know, out of my heart because I believe in the project. Thank you. We should Thank say you that. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And, uh, and again, Merry Christmas. Uh, Buon Natale. Buon Natale. Buone feste. Because, uh, yeah, this has been a tough year. You know, so hopefully we just, uh, you know, regroup a little bit and then restart and put all this behind. Yes. <laughs> all right. Take care. Thank I'll you. talk to you soon. Ciao. Bye-bye. Grazie. Ciao. Bye-bye. Ciao. ciao. ciao.